0: Off. I'm just that we're taking too much time, and I'm talking <laughs> loud, and th- th- what the neighbors will think about us, and uh, don't don't make strange noises, which I don't know exactly. <laughs> <I just prefer>. <laughs> <laughs> Right. The point I wanted to make um, is, in uh, about um, dubbed films, um, it's this topic has it's, it's always been very interesting for me because in Italy we have a very very long tradition, and literally a school of people going to going there to um, understand really the basics and the principles on how to dub a film, okay? So to do it properly, to do it on a professional level, okay? And most of the films, I would say, um, maybe 80% of the films are dubbed very, very well. And I watched this um, a while back, I watched this uh, interview on um, YouTube of one of the most famous, um, it's correct to say an English, dub artist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's correct. Okay. Italian dope artist. Um, and he said that ultimately is...
1: Uh, can, I, can I just stop you there? That whole yeah. bit with it, where you were talking there and you're pouring your beer, it was just like the, the German guy uh, at the beginning of Italian... Italian... Uh, 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 oh, Italian, no. Italian uh, bastards. Italian bastards. <laughs> uh, uh, English bastards drinking the milk. It's exactly I felt I was watching the film. <laughs>
2: It was actually,
0: maybe, like, <laughs> maybe, maybe that's my intention. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> Could I have another glass of your delicious beer? It was very
2: like, <laughs> my job <laughs> dictates... <Classica. laughs>
0: um So, yeah, so... He, Can he's... you point
1: out the Jews in your floor? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: this guy trying to say that regardless how well the script is being translated into the, in, in this case, Italian, for example, what's, what is most important, ultimately, if, if the dop artist has been able to transfer exactly the same emotion that the actor wanted to express with his body language and with his voice in that moment. Okay. And I, I, I you know, I I accept, I understand this, but still sometimes I think watched, uh, films should be watched in the original language. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, of course for you guys, you know, English spe- speakers, you don't have this problem because you know most of the films anyways will be done in english yeah whereas for us especially for us italians we which italian is spoken just in italy um it's complicated because sometimes you you know for instance with Inglourious bastards you 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 have the risk to miss out on something that the director the director wanted to express but because of the translation you're not able to um and Understand um, the first time you watch the film. So yeah, I don't know how you know how you feel about this. Um, it's some it's something that makes me think. You know, it is right to um, dub all the films, or is wrong
2: to do it? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I'll always watch the film in the original language with English subs. So okay. I, I never ever watched dubbed. I've never. I don't. I don't know if I've ever seen a dubbed film.
1: I think sometimes it is hard. You know, there are there are films out there that you have no choice. You've got to watch a dubbed film, especially you know a lot of this sort of seventies and eighties films. So you, you kind of have to go along with it. Um, but no, you, if if you had a choice, you'd choose the original language with the subtitles in your language. Definitely.
0: And what if what if then you miss because you you're reading the subtitles, so you you are interpreting, You know, you're reading the script. And maybe you don't follow along with the voice of the actor in that particular moment. and it's always,
2: you, yeah, but I think... The emotion. emotion. I still think it's far easier to register uh, emotion in an original language than what it is to register it in a dubbed version of somebody yeah. over it. Because then then I'm purely dependent on the ability of the person who's dubbing yeah. it, and chances are yes. they're not, not going to be a professional, highly paid... No. They're just going to be some guy who's who's skills in dubbing. So it's never going to be as. I, I, I'd always. I, I don't need to hear it in English to, to acknowledge an emotion right. or the type of thing that's being put across. It, you, that, that's in that's in body language. That's in in uh, intonation and the way that somebody speaks.
1: The facial expressions and movement and things like that. It, it doesn't really matter at, at all. No, for us,
0: if. For example, De Niro, uh, the guy that dubbed De Niro, is is always been the same guy. Yeah, It it feels, even to me, that I know De Niro's voice, um, it feels more real, the guy in Italian. It feels more De Niro, the guy dubbing De Niro in Italian, than De Niro himself. So that's, that's uh, to to, ex- <laughs> to, ex- to express to express how far how far the um, Italian dubbing tradition has gone, you know. Because this, I'm sure that for example, if you speak to an Italian, just a random guy, and you ask him, um, you know, you know, you put on a tape the voice of Brad Pitt and the yeah. Italian voice of the guy, the Italian guy dubbing Brad Pitt. I'm sure they will say, "Well, that's Brad Pitt, the Italian one." Uh,
1: But but I think also you you kind of summed it up there, though. If you're watching it with in a dubbed version, you know the name of Brad Pitt. Mm -hmm. Do you know the name of the person that does the voice for Brad Pitt? Most of the times,
0: no, you don't. So, but that guy, (laughs) guy became Brad Pitt
2: visually as well. Like that's that's Brad Pitt. You know that's Robert De Niro.
1: But do you you think if we pre recorded all of this and Ross did my voice and I did Ross's voice, would that be weird?
2: Yeah, it'd be very weird. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: it would be weird.
2: (laughs) And and with with fans, it would essentially have an absolute nest that was completely unlistenable.
1: No, we get Anthony Daniels, uh, who did C3PO, to do his voice for doing that. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Francesco's number one <laughs> um
0: my number one the only clue i, I feel i want to give you is it has the most beautiful sun soundtrack of all times of all times and i'm i'm not uh, i can't accept somebody saying uh that i'm not right <laughs>
2: Anyway, I'm going to challenge you. I don't know what this film is yet, but I'm yeah. going to give my task to beat your soundtrack.
1: Are you going to uh, say The Snowman, Ross?
2: <laughs> well, I wasn't. I will now. <laughs> I was actually going to say Spice World. <laughs>
1: in a film, in a film,
2: though, it will have to be a soundtrack for
0: a film. Okay? Can I
2: guess the composer?
0: I am told you I've told you at the beginning
2: of this. I know I know who the greatest yeah. film composer is of all time. I mean yeah. I know I know that. Yeah. It's Ennio Morricone.
0: That's not uh, that's not an opinion, that's a fact.
2: It's Ennio Morricone. Did he write your soundtrack? Yes, he did. Okay, right. Uh okay. I'm an open
0: book. I told you that. <laughs> open book.
1: Just with uh, I'm not... just with English subtitles at the bottom.
2: Just with English subtitles. <laughs> Um I, I think I know this. I, yeah. I think right.
1: I might as well. Shall I take a quick stab?
2: Uh, well, you've just been for one, haven't you?
1: <laughs> is it the mission? No, no, no. Go on. Sorry, do apologize. Is it,
2: is it my turn to take a stab? Yeah, go on. Is it cinema paradiso? Uh, no, it's
0: not. Although that's a really good—that's a really good point, and um, I've struggled a lot not to include. That film into my.
1: Well, you've already been on this podcast and said that it's your favorite film.
0: Uh, no, that was that was out of you, the blue. You've, you've argued, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You've, you've argued. You said this to me when uh, in in the UK when yeah. me, Ross and I lived to, together, and I know that for a fact. that I said this that uh, <laughs> you know, at least it was my favorite film of all yeah. time. The thing is, this this is how I feel. I then. Um, thinking about it now, no, I wouldn't say it's, it's one of my favorite films, but it's not my number one.
1: You so, were trying uh, to you were trying to impress us. Is that what it was?
0: No, maybe I don't know. Well, it's, <laughs> it's still a great film. Maybe yeah. it felt no, it right is. It's a beautiful film. At time. Yeah, it is. Right, it felt a right, it felt it right a- at the time to say that yeah. that was one of my
2: favorite films. Yeah. Is it a western? Uh, yes, it is. Is it the good, the bad, and the ugly? To get the banding the ugly. That's an all-time favorite. <laughs> yeah.
0: And this this ties in a little bit with my uh, me being uh, such a big, big fan of Tarantino, and me being a very very big 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 fan of uh, Sergio Leone, which I uh, do still consider, uh, um, you know, a, 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 a great director, a, a wonderful world director. Um, the way he filmed, the way he used, it, he used music, the close-ups shots that he, you know, c- c- created at that time
2: was um, incredible. Absolutely mind-blowing. In- I, had, I had no idea that was your number one. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if you'd have asked me before, like, I, I had an idea in my mind of some of the films that would be in there. Yeah. I, I knew yeah. Tarantino would be in there. I knew yeah. Nolan would be in there. I had a, a an idea that perhaps Scorsese might be. I would never actually have, I had no idea that uh, you were such a big fan of "Good, the Bad, and the Ugly." I mean, I thought yes. I knew you.
0: Um... <laughs> <laughs> this is I can't, a I can't believe you kept, this, kept that this, from me
1: for all this time. Th- th- this
0: is a moment where Francesco revealed this. <laughs> We've ju- ladies, and so ge- really ladies,
1: ladies and gentlemen, we just witnessed the end of a friendship. <laughs> <laughs>
2: the end of the but somewhere.
0: you just said, you just said, the good, about bad, and the ugly is one of your all-time's favorite films, isn't it?
2: Mine. Yeah.
0: No. All oh, right. Okay. He isn't.
2: All right. Friendship over. <laughs> <laughs> i mean i recognize i recognize it for what it is um yeah. it's a fantastic film and i love sergio the only films yeah. um ennio morricone is not only one of my favorite film composers <laughs> he's one of my favorite musicians full stop like yeah you know he's i i, I listened to i've listened to ennio morricone albums yeah. um for years for years and years and years i can quite happily sit and listen to an entire ennio morricone score yeah But, um, yeah, I mean, The Good, The Bad and The Ugly. I think think Fatima actually likes it more than I do. But she's, like, got this weird crush on Clint Eastwood.
0: Uh, All right. Um, Now, I've tried, you know, to think, what are the the things that make, for me, um, a film the best of all times? You know, and um, I always come across with music, uh, story... In the questions and you know the the message that the director wants to come across, I think that film has everything. And I'm 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 happy. For example, uh, and I told you this. I'm glad. Yes,
1: I I'm happy. For example, and all the English rappers. So you know, it's
0: good. Yeah, all the English yeah. rappers as well. Yeah. Um, um, the last the last iconic scene in Sad Hill. Where the three of them, the good and the bad the ugly, are going to fight, you know, to get the um, the money at the end the treasure. Um I've been there. I've actually been to that cemetery in
2: Spain.
1: I thought you meant the situation. No, 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 no. <laughs> I didn't <know. laughs> No,
2: no, no, I've been... Mean, I mean, when when the chips are down, it's between you and the treasure. <laughs> I've been there.
1: No, no,
2: I didn't
0: want to say I've been in that position. No, um, um, I've, I've, I've physically been to the location where they filmed that scene, which is in Spain, because the the entire film was filmed in Spain. Um um, uh, the, the the first part of the film in the south of Spain, uh, sorry, the f- the first part of the film in uh, in the south of Spain, and the last part of the film in the north of Spain, sorry, yes, um, and yeah, that last uh, final scene at Sathil Hill um, is hidden between the mountains around a town called Burgos.
2: Did, did you reenact it? Tell me you reenacted it.
0: Uh, reenacted it what does that mean uh if
2: could you play the scene out like it is in the film uh, oh yeah yes definitely yes <laughs>
1: <laughs> which one were you uh, the ugly i do <laughs>
2: out of out of
0: the three because i think they the, the all good, the them... bad and the italian is the uh, director's cut <laughs> uh, out of the three the <laughs> the good the, the,
1: the, 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 the bad and the budgie smuggler <laughs> the,
0: the, out of the, the three, good i good think the, and the, and the oh, uh, <laughs> 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 definitely the, <laughs> the, definitely the ugly definitely the ugly is although although the other two characters have um are as well amazing amazing but um yeah definitely definitely the ugly i
1: think i think it's, it's quite fascinating what you saying about the soundtrack because a lot of the, the the music that that i'm into the sort of electronic bands and things like that um, a lot of them reference the Good, the Bad and the Ugly soundtrack to being their influence. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, I've read a lot of autobiographies about the bands that I like, and at some point all of them have bought the Good, the Bad and the Ugly mm-hmm. and used it massively as a reference. Um, so much so, I, it's, it's, uh, I'm segwaying the Pet Shop Boys in, as I always did, did but on their second album, um, there's a song that they did called It Couldn't Happen Here. Right. Uh, I don't know if you can see it. Morricone. Okay, so, uh, they, they, so side they, side two, side two, yeah, it couldn't happen here. It was written by Lone Morricone and and Tennant. Um, okay. So it, it's 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 fascinating that it sort of brings it back to the music that I like, um, nice. and and it, it's 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 so weird. And I've listened to that soundtrack, and it is. I, I think I saw the film when I was a, a, very young. Again, I've I've, prob- I've not seen it since. But I've listened I've listened to the soundtrack more than I've listened to the film.
2: Same rules apply to yeah. what we're talking about a Kubrick, yeah. right? If you if you play yeah. yes. song. people say space, if you play
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it people, people would say <laughs> 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 People would say cowboy.
1: Yeah, mm. immediate, immediately. Mm. Even, if look it, at the... even if they've oh, never right. seen the film, even yeah. if they'd never seen the film, yeah, yeah. Y- you would know that it's a Western. Yeah. It has ah!
0: become so iconic. <laughs> and look at the influence that that film had on uh, filmmaking in general. Yeah. Uh, writing <laughs> it, you know, f- for me, Tarantino. Uh Tarantino, I think, mentioned many times that uh, Sergio Leone was one of his, you know, point of reference yeah. for many different reasons, um, although Tarantino, of course, has a completely different style.
2: Are there any... Because um, uh, one of my favourite Westerns um, is a really old one. It pre, might predate Good, the Bad and the Ugly. Um, yeah. It was Gary Cooper.
0: I think you mentioned that one. In
2: uh, High Noon. High noon. Okay. and high, high noon was the first example of um uh, a soundtrack advert being being the, the the primary the the, the, dri- the driving factor behind uh, an advert so you you had the you, you had us just a still image of a of a of a wooden sign stuck in the sand that said high noon and that was it there was nothing else happening but the soundtrack was playing and uh and that was one of the earliest examples of recognizing a film for its soundtrack um why people just loved it frank (laughs) yeah
0: but it was cheap why 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 do you think today nowadays we we need to be entertained so much with films
1: because our attention spans are minimal
2: yeah
0: Tension spans are minimal. Yeah, it's we 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 used. We're Why used, we're, is that? We we because we're fast, convenient, yeah, and
1: experiment? We're used to food being instant. You know, if you go to McDonald's and you have to wait for your burger that you've ordered, and it's more than four minutes, you start to get annoyed. And four minutes for a meal is is nothing. Absolutely nothing. If you that arrive
2: was, at a bus stop and you turn around and it says, net, "Your bus is expected." If it says five minutes, you're like, "Oh fuck me, five minutes. Yeah. We're going to do for five minutes. We're,
1: we're and you, you, you know you you know you know you you know now that if you got into an artist, you could go to iTunes or Spotify and you could listen to every single thing they've done instantly.
0: Yes, and, and I think you, me and you had this conversation about Spotify because yeah. I, Spotify, from from my point of view, is 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 a great technology yeah. because it allows you to reach out so many different artists into their songs. But you said to me. Yeah, but but how many do you remember the titles of the albums? Do you remember the songs?
1: That sounds like me.
0: (laughs) That sounds like you. (laughs) (laughs) The the thing is, what I think, what's meaningful in life, it doesn't happen so fast. And I don't know why today we think exactly the opposite, that everything needs to be a a done deal. You know, even when you watch a film, we want to watch it once. And we want to have all the answers. If you yeah. don't get all the answers, we're not going to watch it again. No, I, I don't like that.
1: And but and, and it's like it's like um obviously I I don't know every specific with all of us, but you know if if at eighteen if somebody has said to you you're going to find the woman of your dreams at eighteen and a day you'd have taken it, wouldn't you? But I think yeah. part of the thing is that, or, or your partner, I don't want to say woman, obviously everyone else, but part of the issue is that at 18 would have taken it. Part of the reason why you end up with the person that you end up with is because of the experiences going wrong. You have the bad experiences with the good experiences and you know, you, you could get to 25 and then find the person that you loved just because you've got it instantly. doesn't necessarily mean it's the best. Yes, I. I, Yes, I definitely would.
0: Might drop. (laughs) Mic (laughs) drop.
1: Anyway.
2: The other other thing as well is we uh, exist in a time where um, there's there's two sides to this. Really, originality is Mm -hmm. is sacred and is more rare. Um and the sheer volume of choice, because you don't have to, um, put money down or leave your house every time you want to, uh, choose something to watch. So not, not only is it a case of being like, right, well, you know, going, going to a, a, going to a shop to rent something to watch, right? The idea of actually walking because we all lived in the blockbuster age, and we all know what it is to go into a place on a Friday night and it be, uh, you know, nostalgic and the the value of actually walking up and down and being able to physically pick something up and look at it and understand. And the,
1: and the film you actually wanted to go in and see has been taken because they only had two copies. Yeah,
2: it's the commitment and the perception of commitment to watching something. When you No, can... they,
1: they always had loads of copies of the commitments. It's fine. <laughs>
2: And, uh, and, and, and you know, you, you come across the usual suspects of films. We can do this all night. But, um, you know, now the, 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 I think the point I'm getting at is how disposable everything is and, and yeah. actually how uh, yeah. you, you can spend more time, uh, you can talk yourself out of watching a film because you spend so much time looking at it and you've got so many different platforms that show different things. And you've got to pay for Netflix to watch this and Amazon to watch that and Disney to watch that. That actually, it's far more transactional and disposable than it's ever been before, and your yeah. level of commitment to watching something is as low as it's ever been as well, because there's that much of it, and it's that it's that disposable to you. Can
0: I can I stop you a second? I've just been kicked up from the room. just having to
1: my laptop. <laughs> so. Thanks for joining us. Uh, that was uh, Francesco's top five. Let's just recap. Uh, number five was The Matrix. Number four, Inception. Number three, Two Thousand and One. Uh, number two, Inglorious Bastards. And number one, I didn't write down. What was it? The
2: Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly.
1: Correct. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> a good, uh, definitely a good top five there. You agree, Ross?
2: Yeah, you can't argue with any of them, really. I mean, no. the thing is, no, none of them are in my top five, but you know they could be. Yeah, um, they, they are five films that I would recommend to anybody to watch. Absolutely. Um, there was a couple of nice little surprises in there. I know Frank very, very well, and always his ta- is tasting film very well. And there were still some curveballs in there. Yeah. Um, I knew what directors I would see. But the specific films, I was—it was nice to see *Inglorious Bastards* in there because my, my favorite Tarantino film is *Inglorious Bastards*. It's the one I've seen the most. I, I've watched it quite obsessively. I thought that your uh, film, Frank, might have been hateful. Eh? Yeah, because yeah. you try and convince me to watch it every fucking Sunday with you.
0: By the way, by the way, <laughs> the good and bad and the, the ugly—the soundtrack of um, that film has one of the rhythms that then Ennio Morricone used to create the soundtrack of The Hateful Eight. Yes. Pieces, pieces of that original soundtrack yeah. have been used and then developed on to
1: do the hate product. Yeah, it it was unused Just a little bit of it, it, it was unused parts that he'd, that he he, he gave mm-hmm. to Tarantino to use, didn't he? So um, yes. it was kind of developed from it. So it's yeah. uh, it kind of all comes together quite nicely for you there. Yeah, well, well done. Yeah, it's yes. almost like you thank thought about you. it. Yeah, I thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so thank you for that. Um, uh, join, follow us on Twitter, Ross uh, at S and R underscore podcast fucking ellie got it yeah yeah so
2: follow us on twitter if you like and subscribe to our channel wherever you listen to your podcast that means that you'll get new episodes you'll get notified of new episodes every monday morning when they're released
1: and then rem- uh, remember on patreon if you go to patreon and t- search in simon and ross um you can pay a little bit of money and you'll get episodes early and extra episodes
2: it's also the equivalent of one coffee
1: that's, that's a coffee a month, a coffee helps, a month.
2: Help support us, put more time in to, to doing it. Yeah. Um, because, you know, ask Simon. I mean, I, I do all the editing. I do all of the... Uh, <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> it's all on Simon. I show up once a week, like like the rest of you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is the only thing keeping me slightly sane at the moment. So, you know, it's... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
2: so thank you very much Frank that was that was really good it was good to have you on finally I think it was important you that you guys come on because I knew that the choices and your thoughts and reasoning for those choices would always be very interesting um so thanks, thanks very much for doing it um one, thank one, you guys
1: one final question what are you uh,
2: in
0: this particular moment uh, I am single in the shit <laughs> 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 And that, that, actually, that can happen very, very soon, I think. Um, and what I wanted to say is, I'm probably 90% of beer in the rest. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, that's fair. No, so,
0: what am I? Well, um, I'm definitely a person that enjoys um, films and um, believes in the power of love, um, of? Christ can develop. You know,
1: Christ. Yes. Christ. <laughs> well, that that's an ending for <laughs> you. <laughs> 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 See you next time. Bye. Do <laughs> Frank Bye. To get
2: the next hour of your life. <laughs>
0: Do you, you want to see my cat again? Yeah, go
1: on then. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Not, re- not really, but go on.
2: <laughs> you said this to me about four times either. way, that you want to see my cat again? Oh.
1: <laughs> it's a cat. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it is a cat. Very it cute. is definitely a cat. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Oh, dear.
0: Oh. You oh, thanks
1: thanks guys for no yeah. it's, it's good it having was, me uh, on it's incredibly serious at points and very silly at points so yeah but this, this is perfect. this is my this is my, <laughs> this is my this
0: is my problem this is my problem I tend to um, make um, uh, conversations very serious and happens regardless of the language got <laughs> you know this is my my power um, <laughs> Your superpower. Um, my superpower. <laughs> I tend to to make conversations very, very serious. I don't know why. Um, I would. I would you because you jokes are shit. <laughs> because my jokes are <laughs> shit. That's <laughs> true. That's true. This true. No, I'm,
2: I'm joking.
0: I'm joking. No, 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 no. But that's actually that's true. Because for example, something I always wanted to learn from you and Simon is exactly that sort of, you know. Um, uh, being able to come in come in with a very, very uh, funny, funny joke. Dirty we, joke. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. That, you know, releases the tension. And that's always been very, very difficult for me, regardless of the language. I mean, in Italian, it's exactly the same. So I, I, I'm not surprised that part well, of...
1: I'm, I'm going to let you into a secret. I'm gonna let, yeah. all, all you need to do, is, and we both do this, in a conversation, as soon as anything sounds like it could... Pre- could be pre- pretending to be a knob, you yeah. make a joke out of it. That's all you do. <laughs> okay. Anything relating to knobs or balls... You, you, Are you go, telling
0: you, me that I'm no <laughs> Are you just telling me after three hours of me sharing my my, my most intimate
2: thoughts?
1: I'd have told you that 30 seconds in.
2: <laughs> I think what he's saying, Frank, is you've got to pay special attention to knobs and balls. <laughs>